Emalaseni, this is the place of coal, and the billions of friends are being earmarked for a big new coal expansion in Pumalanga. Yes, we haven't been hearing a lot about coal expansions. In fact, we're hearing about coal disposals, which wasn't too pleasant because our economy relies a lot on coal. I mean, 90% of our electricity comes from coal. So you need to hear news about coal. And thankfully, some came up yesterday from South 32. Now, South 32 is listed in Johannesburg, it's listed in Sydney, and it's listed in London. And it's a spin-off of the old BHP bulletin. So it has some very good assets here. And one of the assets is the Clipsprate Colliery. And what they're talking about now, and they'll take a decision by mid-year, by June, they'll, they'll definitely know where they're going ahead, but already the economics look very robust, is to spend more than 3 billion rand on a life extension at Clipsprate Colliery. Now, they've got a location which is pretty close to the new Kusili power station, mm. which Eskim is building but has not yet awarded the coal contracts. So obviously there's an eye on that market. So there's an eye on the domestic market. But in the meantime, their main uh, intention is to go along the export route, which is also very good for South Africa. We see that they're targeting 77 million tons exported from Riches Bay Coal Terminal in this year, which will be an all-time record. And uh, this life extension is aimed at also putting coal down that line. So you get the benefit of the line already being there, all the infrastructure is there, and you know South Africa can benefit from the foreign exchange coming in, from the taxes these companies pay, and also having a, a sort of a battery of coal that could go into the Kusili power station, which is being built pretty fast now. People who fly over it say it's really developed quite well. Mm. You're talking about uh, Richards Bay uh, uh, Coal Terminal. There, there's a fine young man, Pumi Motsuhai, who's the CEO of Richards Bay IDZ, and I think we need to go down and see what they're doing there because they're doing quite a, a great job there. They do a great job from uh, Richards Bay. Every time I go there, I bump into so many people in the airport and they <laughs> will give me updates of the wonderful work they're doing for South Africa and bringing in good foreign exchange, which we need. Great. And then millions of rands uh, were spent in the last six months to clean up old mine dump areas. And I hope the mines are responsible for this amount of money and the spending here. It's amazing. You know, we have been mining gold for 130 years yeah, you know. And it's still not ended in this golden city where we are now. The whole economy here was built around gold. But even though a new economy has emerged beautifully, sustainably taken over from mining, you've still got mining contributing and doing cleanups. Mm. And the big cleanup that's being done now is by DRD Gold, you know, which has been mining here for 122 years. That was before we had radio that we're talking about. (laughs) There was no radio. (laughs) Radio came one year later. You know, they started in 1895. And so what they have just spent in six months, they spent 26 billion rand just Mm. cleaning up on the western side of uh, Johannesburg, the crown area, which has been a veteran contributor of material from mine dumps that contains valuable gold. And they've been piping that along from Johannesburg all the way through to Brackban and extracting the gold from that at a rate of about 140,000 ounces to 150,000 ounces a year. And that provides the money for their cleanup. So although they pay their shareholders big dividends, and shareholders love this share because the R in DRD stands for Rudaput, and they used to call it the Rudaput rocket because every time the gold price just peeps up, this rocket takes off. 
And we saw last year, you know, just in a matter of months, the market capitalization of this share went from 700 million rand to 3.7 billion rand. So it put on 3 billion rand in a matter of months. That's why you find also the Americans watch this share. It's also listed in, uh, uh, you know, in New York as well as Johannesburg, DRD. And you find the Americans are very uh, intellectual about this share because they know they can score big if the gold price peeps up. But they are not looking only at paying financial dividends to their shareholders. They are also keen on paying this natural dividend. And they have declared 66% more reserves, which means they're going to take more mine dumps down. And this time on the southeast of Johannesburg, they'll start working two more reclamation areas. Those dumps we call, you know, slimes dams. They start removing that material, which has got a lot of gold in it, but it's also got sulfuric acid and uranium. They don't take that out. Some of the other people are doing that as well. And they use a network of pipes to pump this down. And you can see that they also make sure that they don't use a lot of electricity by lining these pipes. I mean, they saved 18% of electricity by just lining the pipes properly so that this material can go flying through to Brackpan, where it's processed. But they also... Besides that natural dividend that they're paying and the financial dividend, they're keen on paying social dividends. They believe they must pay back to the people that live around these areas. And they've developed some incredible vegetable growing schemes. And it's remarkable how people have taken to this. They, they grow their own vegetables in their little homesteads uh, in around the mine, you know, on areas uh, as big as a garage door. And that is enough to feed their families. But some of them have gone beyond that. <laughs> They've become entrepreneurs because they know they can go into the crashes and they can supply uh, to their various activities around there. And 250 people, that was their target. They're going to get 250 people growing vegetables for themselves. That was the target. They've already got 600 people doing this, growing vegetables for themselves, many of them now sprouting out as entrepreneurs, which is incredible. And they believe also in an educational dividend. Because they employ different types of people, higher skilled people, 2,000 people, but those people move this material. It's a lot of material to move. There's a lot of pipeline. they got higher skills, higher pay, but they also need a higher education background. So what yeah. they're doing to the local community, they have brought extra lessons in maths and science. And a lot of people are taking advantage of this, but one character, he actually has scored 100% in maths and 100% in science in the last matric results. He's one of the people who took advantage of this. So it's not only mind dump uh, cleaning, but also social development. Noma's global demand is uh, on the way for South Africa's mm-hmm. platinum, the mining in Daba, was told. You know, this mining in Daba, uh, it gets some good input from people like Robert Friedland, who's from Ivanhoe, and who is planning to mine platinum in South Africa, and is doing a lot of work on this new mine that he's developing uh, near Mahalakwena mine in Limpopa. But he gave an incredible account of the potential for platinum. Now, we look at platinum price every day, and we're not happy because this price doesn't go up. It's picked up a little bit. A little bit, but Somewhere not thousand. enough. Not enough. And, and uh, you know, even with a stronger rand now, these mines are going to be squeezed now because they don't even have the cushion of, of the, the weaker rand. But Robert said, just look at the potential demand for platinum. And where are we going to get it? Only South Africa, only Southern Africa. And he's saying... The big rollout of the fuel cell. The fuel cell is just being adopted as the way of future locomotion and also electricity generation. And particularly, he says, in Europe and in Japan, they're rolling out super fast 
electric car fueling stations. They are really planning across Europe for the fuel cell, which is platinum catalyzed and therefore coming from our minds, the fuel cell driving the cars of the future. Now, a lot of people look at Tesla and they say, well, you know, they've got this electric car. It's going to compete with uh, our cars. It will, but in a smaller niche. That is for really smaller cars. It uses a, a lot of copper, but it is not going to be the long-range cars. The long-range vehicles that we know, how we use them now, and we can continue doing that, and the quick refilling of the fuel, it's going to be through the fuel cell. And that was heard at you know, the mining in Doba. Professors came in there on the uh, uh, sidelines and, and confirmed all this. A lot of people spoke about also the stationary fuel cell where you can have almost a power station in your house okay. because you're using that uh, a gas-driven um, uh, fuel cell. But the big thing is that it will boost our platinum, and we need to boost, boost platinum because platinum cannot be consumed. And that is one of the problems why we have this low price at the moment because the stockpiles develop. And we must also take into account the recycling of this platinum. But the big thing is to cre- create bigger and bigger markets. And the fuel cell and the new hydrogen economy will take okay. Martin Krima is publishing editor of uh, Engineering News and Mining Weekly. He'll be back at the call phase at the same time next Friday.